0: coming up on The Dr. John Deloney Show.
1: So I went on his computer and I saw that he was on a dating site. Yeah, yeah. so I, I I catfished him.
0: Um, no way. Did he fall for I, it?
1: Oh, he sure did.
0: Oh, um, this is my favorite call ever, ever. What in the world is going on? This is John with The Dr. John Deloney Show. Show about your mental health, your emotional health, what's going on inside your house, what's going on inside your heart and your mind and your head. Ridiculous decisions you're making or awful traumatic situations where you find yourself. Whatever's going on in your life, my promise is I'll sit with you and we'll figure it out. And we get um, countless, I can't even, thousands of letters and emails and calls from all over the planet. And um, we pick three of them, a show, sometimes four, sometimes two. And, um, we reach out and we talk to real people going through real stuff. And so if you want to be on the show, um, shoot me an email, John Deloney, J O H N D E L O N Y, John slash ask ASK, or give me a buzz at one 693 3291. Leave a message and we will holler back girl at you. I ain't no holler back girl. And don't forget building a non anxious life still in presale 20 bucks plus a whole bunch of other free stuff. And I think we just kicked back up the autograph book. When, when does this go out, Jenna? Uh,
2: September 29th. So okay. only a oh, few days a, till this book is out. That's
0: right. So if you're if you're listening right now, the book comes out October 3rd, and then you're gonna have to pay whatever wherever you get it. But you lose all the free cool stuff. So pick it up right now, JohnDoloney.com. Help a brother out. All right, let's go to Atlanta, home of the most absurd. Airport on planet Earth, and talk to Janelle. What's up, Janelle? Hey, Doctor John. What's up? How we doing? Uh,
1: I'm doing okay. I have to remind myself to breathe. I'm so nervous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why are you nervous? I'm not great at this. You you know? Because I'm talking. No, you're
1: awesome. Because I'm talking to you, and I'm like, okay, so it's like millions of people probably listening, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so nervous. Janelle, I make up all those
0: numbers. There's like 38 listeners. (laughs)
1: Oh, you Max. Uh, Thank Max. you. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. We I listen it. to your show all the time. You've helped me with so many things that have been going through my head. And um, I just want to say thank you. And I'm, it's such an honor to get to talk to you.
0: It's an honor to talk to you. I'm really grateful. Um, by the way, while I've got you, please do whatever you can run for public office, do whatever you can fix, fix the airport. What are we doing?
1: Oh, I'm working on it. I barely fly out of here. It's so ridiculous. So, <laughs>
0: by the time you walk from the front gate to your like gate, you could have driven like all the way to Nebraska. Anyway, that's a oh, whole different conversation. What is up?
1: That's a whole different conversation. That's not, not what you call for. So, all right, so
0: like, hit me with it. What's up?
1: Okay, so um, I'm going to give you the backstory and then I'll ask my question. It'll all tie it in. So, bear with me. Um, so my husband and I, we've, we've been married for 12 years. We have two kids. Um, we got married pretty quickly. It was a pretty brief courtship. So a lot of things you would find out about your partner before you get married, we kind of found out after we were already married. So it was kind of rough.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> first,
0: first couple of years. You said that. Um, you said that so eloquently. Some of the things tough. you find out beforehand... Um, we found out, we found out after
1: out afterwards. but the way but neck.
0: I know what that probably means and the way you said that so gently. So you are delight. okay, keep going.
1: It's been twelve years. I, I trust me, I get it right out. So our main problem or my main issue has been with um, infidelity with him, mostly just internet issues and texting and messaging and Facebook and Instagram and so forth. Um, we've been to counseling quite a few times. Three, four times on and off. Um, He's also done individual counseling a couple of times. And then things seem to be pretty good for a while, a few years. And then, you know, things happen and we kind of end up back here. So um, a few months ago, he started acting a little bit differently, going out more, staying out a little bit longer, um, very protective with his phone and accusing me of cheating. So um, the light bulb kind of went off and I was like, okay. Something's going on here. So um, about a couple weeks ago, I decided to do some investigation. Um, So I went on his computer, and I saw that he was on a dating site.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I catfished
0: him. Um, No way. I sure – yeah, way. (laughs) (laughs) You did? Did he fall for
1: it? Oh, he sure did.
0: Oh, Um, this is my favorite call ever. Ever. Yeah. Hey, can, can we call him right now? And I'm going to pretend to be uh, <laughs> the the husband of the person. Please, please.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, I, the, the thing was, I knew it was probably going to happen because I know my husband has been 12 years. So um, um, I created a fake profile. I was messaging him. He was all for it. Oh, he you're started, the worst and
0: incredible and, all at the same <laughs> time
1: dinner and lunch and um, he's saying he was um, divorced. He did say he had two kids though, so at least, you know, that was something. So um, so then I started, I was going along with it and I was going to, you know, meet up with him. Yeah. for Yeah! I minute, was going to say, make point.
0: a date with him, man, and record it and we'll put it on the show. <laughs>
1: but, but this is what happened. I kept looking and I came across two um, credit card receipts and uh. I saw um, like two hotel receipts. Uh,
0: yeah. So not funny anymore. Not funny anymore. It.
1: Yeah. And I kind of lost it. Yeah. Um,
0: not funny. And anymore. And I
1: confronted him. Um, and he lied and said the first one that was in our city, he got it for a friend. Don't buy it. And the other one that was not in our city, it was when he went out of town to visit family. And he said he didn't want to stay at their house. So he got a hotel. I didn't buy that either because he could just told me about it. He didn't. He had me thinking he was staying at his family's house and he wasn't. So I didn't buy any of that. Um, so my husband has a tendency. So the counseling we've been going through over the years, we've kind of figured out and he'll admit that he has an issue with attention and validation. And it's like when I'm not. Hold on, hold on,
0: Janelle, ten- Janelle, Janelle, Janelle. Your husband cheats on you. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I have yeah. problems with validation. I don't get meet women in hotel rooms across the country.
1: Yeah. I, know.
0: Uh, I like to, um, for my wife to tell me nice things. I like for my wife to tell me she's proud of me. I like to fill in the blank.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: So, You're right, so you can go friend. to counseling and learn all these neat things and all that kind of stuff. All of that is a complete and utter wash. It means nothing if your husband is meeting other women in hotel rooms across the United States and then lying to you about it, I mean, just period end of discussion. And here's what I think is, is unfortunate is that you are so kind and you are so there's something inside of you that has told you that you don't have equal value to him that you have come up with some really complicated narrative as to why this is mostly your fault. And I'm telling you, as a husband, that is not a true story that you tell yourself. You are married to a serial cheater. Period. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: He's a guy who steps out on his wife repeatedly. And I've said on the show, I'll say it again, I have a ton of sympathy for um, a business trip one night stand. I have a ton of sympathy for I met somebody. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying if somebody sits down and goes, dude, this thing happened, things happen. Or I was working on a project with somebody for a year at work and I I just fell head over heels. I get that. This is persistent and ongoing He's spitting in his wife's face, telling her she's stupid. You're so dumb, you can't even find out. And when you're looking at receipts, he's like, you're an idiot. And you, for some reason, Janelle, believe, yeah, you're probably right. Even as you described, Janelle listening to you, even as you described the story about him going to see family but staying in a hotel, when I promise you, when he was there, he was telling you that I'm at mama's house and she's whatever. The way you told that story, if you go back and listen, you don't fully, you're not 100% that you're right. You're about 85%. I'm telling you, you're 100% right.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: And you probably don't want to be a, a statistic. You probably have done whatever you could do for the last decade to keep his family together. And you're married to someone who's doing everything he can to unwind it. True or false? Yeah.
1: You're right. You are right.
0: And I've got like a, like a knot in my stomach talking to you right now.
1: You're
0: right. Like I'm sick right now. Did you tell him that you, uh, were catfishing him? Did you tell him? Or does he even know that yet?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He knows. Um, when I confronted him, it all came out, um, he knew. Then he apologized and, you know, acting remorseful and saying he wasn't going to go and yada, 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 which is a lie. Of course. He was going to be up. Of course, that's a lie.
0: So the real question is less about him. The question is about you.
1: Is my marriage fixable?
0: I think any marriage is fixable, quite honestly. Right. But? but I, you can't fix it alone. Period. And quite honestly, you've tried for for ten years. You have to have a man that will tell you the truth. You have to have a man that will tell you I'm sorry. And you have to have a man that will not end up in a hotel room with a bunch of other women he's not married to. Mm-hmm. Are you perfect in this marriage? No, I don't even I don't even know. And I'm telling you, no. Of course you're not. No, right. And has he weaponized any imperfection to give him liberty and license to do whatever? He wants to? Yeah, absolutely. And you're worth more than that. And so are those two little kids. Let me say it this way. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take back my answer. Ask me your question again.
1: Is my marriage fixable?
0: I will answer it this way. No. Your marriage as it was is over. Can you and your husband build something completely new? Yes. Have you heard my twin towers analogy?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Okay. I have. Same thing. What y'all had is over. Those towers have fallen down. They are in rubble and in ash and smoke and there's dust everywhere. The choice you have to make, and I think right now it's, it's the initial choice is you alone. Are you going to walk away from the towers and let nature take them back? Or are you going to sit down with him and say, From this point forward, we build something new, and here's my stipulations. Here's what I need to move forward. And then you'll go get some professionals to help you rebuild something completely new. And that might mean new jobs. That might mean moving. That might mean everything is different because everything is different. I mean, you see what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah, I do. I,
0: my, my guess is you've had some dark moments like where you're just sitting in the shower when you're finally by yourself and you weep so hard you can't you can't catch your breath fair
1: Yeah that's fair that is so true. I'm um, just wondering why you know why me why like this what what is it that I did
0: No you can't you can't your husband made some bad choices over and over and over and over and over again. And at this point, if I'm being super frank, um, I'm worried about your health and safety. I'm worried about him bringing something home from some women that you don't know about, or multiple women that you don't know about.
1: Right.
0: And I, I, I'm 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 as concerned for your safety right this second as I am for your marriage.
1: I am too. I said we have to definitely go get.
0: I'll get tested because I don't feel, I don't feel safe. Janelle, sweetheart, where does this come from? Who taught you that what you feel in your guts is so wrong? Because you've known he was cheating on you for a long time. I knew. And even the way you just said just now, like, yeah, I told him about, there's an uncertainty Instead of a proclamation at your front door, you don't come in this home until you go get tested. Period, and you show put the you hand me the results. Like who told you that that you're worth so little that the what you feel and what you think and what you need is of of secondary importance.
1: Again, it didn't help that I see myself in my parents' relationship. Where they're still together, but, I mean, my my dad practically practically cheered on my mom the entire 45 years they've been
0: married. So it's what your body knows, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Except the rules have changed and the game has changed. And Janelle, my friend Janelle, is not going to take this crap anymore. Here's why. Because your two kids aren't going to repeat this thing. Right. They're going to have a very clear picture in their head of what either a strong boundary and self-worth looks like and a single mom who cannot be stopped come hell or high water, or they're going to have a ringside seat to a couple fight and scratch and claw their way to something so remarkable and strong and beautiful moving forward. But they're not going to learn, this is what marriage looks like, Yeah,
1: you're right. Fair? Fair. You're absolutely
0: right. Now, this is the part of the story where, like, in the movie when the music swells and then, like, the montage scene happens. This isn't—but that's not reality. Reality is this. Do you work?
1: Not right now. Um, I got laid off a couple months ago, and I'm looking for for work now.
0: Okay. This kind of self-proclamation has very real economic consequences. Right, It sounds easy for me sitting in Nashville, Tennessee with a a good job to say, you should just, and that's why I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell you to run out today. Because there's a real question of where do you go and how do you feed your kids? How do you eat? Right? Right. That's a very real thing. And you you know, as well as I do, the court processes are so jacked up. It takes so freaking long to get anything done. Right. And so I would, here's my, my, I mean, I I just love talking to you. You're a fun, you're funny. You're like, you have such a great personality.
1: Thank you, Dr. John.
0: And I'm heartbroken in my guts for you. Yeah. And I I, I don't think I've told you anything you didn't already know. I'm heartbroken in my guts because I've sat with women as they've walked what the next two years of your life is going to be, and it's not going to be pleasant. And staying in this is not going to be pleasant.
1: You're
0: right. And so the path you have to choose is not one of ease and least resistance and one of really hard. You have two incredibly difficult paths ahead of you. And so I always want someone to choose the difficult path that's going to lead to freedom, not lead to repeating a cycle of abuse. And you're just going to take it. And this is just the way things are over and over again. And dude, I, I, I would I'd love to talk to your husband if he wants to call me. He he won't, he won't, but I'd love to. He
1: probably
0: won't. He won't. Oh, I know he won't. He won't. Here's, here's, I think your next steps are. Number one, I'd go get a counselor today. In fact, I'll hook you up with three months of free BetterHelp. If you don't have a counselor in your area, um, stay on the line here and we'll get you a code. And you can call somebody and be on the phone or talking to them via Zoom within the next 24 hours. And here's what we're talking about. You need to get somebody, and I want you to be very specific when you ask, I need a game plan to begin to identify my next steps. I've been married to somebody for a decade who cheats on me and cheats on me and cheats on me. And now he's spending money out of our family account. Now he's increased up an uptick in lying. He's now traveling distances. And I need to figure out what my next steps are. And what they'll do is they'll help you think through boundaries, think through do you have a mom or dad's house you can go stay at for six months with the kids? Do you have an attorney? Do you have like some of those hard questions you're going to have to face? Also, here's a testing site. I mean, they're going to walk you through all those, those questions. The second thing is, is I want you to get a couple of girlfriends. Do you have two or three women in your life that you trust a lot? I do. I want you to take them out to coffee sometime this week. And I don't want you to tell them the truth because you have never told them, have you? No. It's time. You need some real people in your corner, in your local community that knows the truth about what you're experiencing and dealing with. Oh, wow. And this is part of the the rising. This is when Janelle begins to come out of the water like on her own two feet. And this is my life. Why am I doing this anymore? Tell me why that scares you to death.
1: Because I'm going to have to come out of my
0: Yes, it's everything's okay, shell. Yeah. Yep. You have created the most beautiful. It's all great and I'm hilarious facade. Yeah. You're so good. You're so good.
1: Yeah. That is you have you, have, you I was going to say you have no idea but you probably do cuz <laughs> we're a couple that everyone looks at like, yes, "Oh do. my god, you guys are so perfect and It's all great and
0: and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're going to lose your identity. (sighs) The identity as the perfect married woman. And we're going to change that identity for the woman who tells the truth and the woman who is stronger than iron.
1: You're right. Over the years, I've just gotten less. So the more it's happened, it's just the braver and braver I'm getting as far as I need to leave. I need to leave.
0: Yeah, but it's very, very, very hard to leave by yourself. It is. is. That's why I want you to talk to these three women. And there's something surreal about saying it out loud. Even you started this call with me like, well, and this is going on and he's got some needs. So bad that I, I mean, I feel bad I interrupted you. I would love for you to sit down with these three women over coffee or tea or whatever y'all, you'd like to drink and sit down and go, My husband's been cheating on me for a decade and now he's moved on to multiple women in multiple cities and it ends now. And their jaws will hit the floor and you can smile and say, I didn't mean to drop it on you like that, but I for sure meant to drop it on you like that. I need your help. And there's something empowering about it because you don't want to say it out loud because you don't want it to be true. And I love you enough to tell you it is true.
1: Yeah. You're the, This is the first time I've actually said
0: it. I know. I can hear it on you. I know. (laughs) I know. (sighs) Do you trust me that there is, I I know there's nothing easy that comes next. Nothing. But you have a great picture of your mom, that hollowed out shell. Yeah. That distant look. That dad who walks in and out of that house like he owns planet Earth. Yes. Yeah. That's you. That's the trajectory. And that's if your husband chooses not just to bail or doesn't get somebody pregnant.
1: You're right.
0: I'd call those women ASAP. Like I'd call them today or shoot them a text message and say we need to meet tomorrow morning for breakfast. We need to talk. oh my gosh I'm sick to my guts I hate this for you I hate this for you I hate this for you Whew. when this call first started out I thought we were going to have some fun in the catfishing thing and this got real 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 fast here's the deal Janelle um, hang on the line we're going to hook you up with that counseling and I'll be here every step of the way and um, you've got Jenna's contact info I want you to reach out anytime you want to be back on the show you want to talk um, I got you okay mess. Somebody threw a grenade in the middle of your home and it was not you. But what comes next is going to be largely what you decide. Not by your hand, but in your lap. And here we are and here we go. You didn't cause it, but you're part of the cleanup crew and you're part of the what's next crew. And I'll be here with you. We'll be right back. Almost every day, whether I'm doing my red light therapy, driving to work, listening to the Gregorian chants on the airplane, or just sitting on my front porch, I spend time using Hallow, my go-to app for music, meditation, and guided prayer. And right now, I'm in a particularly stressful time, deadlines, I just finished a big speech in front of thousands of people, lots of travel, my family's ending school, it's just chaotic. And recently, I made a decision to dive even deeper into my faith and spiritual practices. And all of my life is up in the air, and Hallow is helping me stay grounded. Hallow is the number one prayer app on planet Earth. They have 10,000 audio-guided prayers, meditations, including daily prayers, daily gospel reflections, psalm readings, daily minute meditations. And there are places for people who are skeptical and new to the whole faith thing And there are tons of spaces for those who have been swimming in faith waters for their entire life, and they just want to go deeper. Stories, audiobooks, special things for kids, special focuses for mental and emotional health, so much more. And listen, in May, they're going to feature 33 Days to Morning Glory, which is a Marian consecration. And for listeners of The John Deloney Show, you get three months of hallow, all 10,000 plus prayers, meditations, music, all of it for free. Go to Halo.com for three free months of the app. That's h a l l o w. H-A-L-L-O-W.com slash Deloney. All right, let's go a boat north and talk to Bailey in Toronto. What's up, Bailey? Hey,
3: Dr. John, how are you? Thanks for taking my call.
0: Of course. I tried my best a boat, but it sounded terrible. Can you give me one? A? Or hey, there we go. Perfect. What's up? How can I help?
3: So this is my question. Um, In my relationship, why do I feel like I have to get mad for any change to occur? I feel like this speaks more about me than him. Like I am not confident enough to speak up before things escalate. Why do we wait for emotions to boil over to talk about issues, things change? How do we learn to voice our needs before things get out of control? How do we create a relationship where both parties feel safe to be vulnerable about their needs, wants? More specifically, what are some tools <laughs> I need?
0: That's awesome! I got 117 questions. Let's go! All right, let's do it. What, what, what uh, tools that you what, need for what?
3: To learn to regulate my emotions. Okay. And how do I learn to respond instead of react? And then, how can I work on my delivery?
2: Okay. So it's a lot. It's
3: a lot. Well,
0: it's a lot, but it's it's just, it's two simple sides of a coin. Okay. And usually, um, if you ever listen to the show very much, you hear me talk about the dance that couples get into. Um, Mm -hmm. My guess is it's one of two things. Number one, you feel so uncomfortable saying what you need. I don't like this in bed when you do this. I need you to be home between 5.30 and 6 because I make dinner and our kids need to go to bed. I don't like it when your mom calls and starts telling me what to do or whatever. And it's so hard for you to say those things that you almost have to, not almost, you do. You have to boil the water so hot that the steam f- pushes the lid off the top. That's one That's one avenue. The other avenue is you constantly, constantly tell your husband what you need, what you want, what you like, and he doesn't give a crap. And the only way he will do anything is if you run up and grab him by the ears and shake his head real and yell real loud. And maybe a little bit of both. So if I put those two on the table, which one feels more natural?
3: I feel like I have to boil over and get angry. I think it's like an attention thing. It's like I don't want to be then I don't want to be labeled the needy wife or girlfriend. So what if, if what I if, get mad? What, what if you switched it? Then he'll it? pay attention to me.
0: What What if you switched it and gave him the keys to the kingdom? What like somebody told you that your needs made you annoying? For most men mm. that I talk to they dream of their girlfriends or their wives telling them what they need so that they can love them better. They don't know how. Okay. But somebody told, somebody told you needs were you being a whiny, like annoying girlfriend or a whiny, annoying wife instead of needs being a really clear roadmap for how your husband can love you really amazingly right now.
3: Okay. That's, that's reframing it for sure.
0: So, give me an example of something you don't like to say. Or, when's it? Uh, let me say this you called because of something. Did you get really mad and then you got frustrated with yourself for getting so mad?
3: Well, it's because I wait until I'm frustrated about something. Why? Whether it be like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like.
0: What's the last time you were frustrated?
3: Um, like over the weekend, but this is simple stuff. Like I get frustrated because in our day to day, I don't have enough time to walk the dog, do my exercise, see my family, meal prep. You know what I mean? Like, it's just frustrating that we don't have enough time to do these normal things. So then hold on, hold on. There you, and- you've
0: created a picture all by yourself of what normal is, of what quote unquote supposed to do looks oh. like.
3: Well, that's what I would like to get done in a day.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Where does that picture come from?
3: Just like my routine.
0: And what's that routine keep you safe from?
3: That's a good question.
0: You lean on that routine like people I've sat with lean on cocaine. Because without that list, you feel untethered and that your world is going to unspool underneath you.
3: Yes, I do like productivity and accomplishments.
0: But you don't like productivity and accomplishments for the sake of productivity and accomplishments. You like productivity and accomplishments because it keeps you from having to feel. Why?
3: Oh my gosh, I don't know.
0: Most of the time it distills all the way down into two things. Either I don't like the life I've created for myself or more terrifyingly, I don't like me.
3: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's some insecurity for sure. That's fair.
0: Why are you insecure with the guy that looked you in the eye and said, until the end of time and beyond, I do.
3: I'm confident with his loyalty.
0: But you're not Um, confident with his love. Why?
3: Because he didn't stand up for me on, on an occasion. We had a we had a grenade thrown into our living room, and now it was a terrible position for any for like a father to put a son in. I can go in the background if you want. But
0: here, here's so, what here's what's instruct. So your father-in-law said something awful about you, and he didn't stick up for you.
3: Um, the father-in-law moved in, and then um, my significant other was like working away from home, so it was just me and the father-in-law. And we weren't getting along and I ended up leaving the house. Um and yes, like my partner never stuck up for me. So I've just again I've put that GPS pin in, like my body is unsafe here. Like it's just hard to trust again. It is. Even though he's kept showing up. I know. I'm just wary.
0: But that means you've you've held you're holding on to that. Did he apologize? Yeah, I know. Sort sure of. Okay, then no. <clears throat> then he hasn't. And so, you see what I mean? There's, a, 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 the, there's a, the dance that happens. You're mad at him about something that happened a long time ago.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: he, in his mind, thinks that he solved that. Yeah. And would probably be shocked if he knew that that was still lingering. That was still on his kitchen table this morning or this weekend. And you... Are confident in his loyalty, but you are not confident that he'll show up for you or that he'll love you. And so you can see that you are walking through your own life with no foundation. You'd never know where the next step's gonna go because you hang on to these things or you don't hang on to them in in a negative way, you don't deal with them. And so my question for you would be what would it look like tonight to take him to dinner and say, I'm gonna tell you something's kind of nuts. But I'm still can find myself so mad about that thing that happened with your dad. And I feel like you never apologize for me. And I know it sounds bananas, but I still hang on to that. And it's hard for me to trust you that you'll be there for me again. What if you did that in a non-angry, non-raged-out, non-whiny, complaining way? But just a, I'm freaking Bailey, and i'm allowed to have feelings and this is what they are right now what would that be like
3: i think that would be a good conversation to have
0: why can't, why couldn't you do that
3: um well we we both work for a utility and we both work on the road so we we're away from each other during the week and then only see each other on weekends but we could talk over the phone it's not a big deal no
0: don't do it over the phone it's got to be in person it's got to be in person <laughs>
3: Yeah, but we have talked about it. Um, And I I don't know. Again, it's like the tools. I don't have the tools. How do I get over this? You know, do you just do it? Do you just forget about it?
0: No. You look at somebody, if he reaches across the table and grabs your hands and says, Listen, I let you down. I'm so sorry. It will never happen again. Mm. And then you say, Thank you. I'm really grateful. And then if that moment, if you choose, I'm going to choose to believe you, I'm going to choose to trust, then from that point forward, every time that story pops into your head, you literally say out loud, nope, not doing that. But you don't because you replay those stories because they make you feel powerful and they make you feel right. And they make you feel like you are the one done the injustice. Right. And then your identity over time becomes the worst things that ever happened to you. And that's a miserable place to build an identity. Right? Yes. And so you find yourself getting mad all the time because you don't like the guy that you're with. And then you find yourself getting mad all the time because you don't like the fact that you've stayed with a guy that you don't like.
3: (laughs) I do like him. I know. He is a good man.
0: Except for the fact that. I want
3: to get over this
0: stuff. (laughs) But I don't think you do yet. Or let me say it this way. Okay. You want to want to get over it. But it provides you something. What is it giving you? What's it giving you? It's
3: it's giving me nothing because it's giving me like anger, which then I yell at him and then he shuts down. And then that's why. What does anger give you? Know, you? This phone call.
0: What does anger give you?
3: It gives me the attention for you, like a brief moment. It gives you power. But nothing gets accomplished.
0: It gives you power.
3: Oh. Oh. Okay.
0: It gives you right. And somewhere along the way power became a thing that made your body the thing that like made your body be able to stand up a little bit taller and what most relationships need is less power and more taking a knee i love you enough mm-hmm. to tell you what i need i love me to tell you enough like what i need and then yeah. i'm gonna fight and scratch and claw with my body as it tries to send signals again Oh, remember last time i oh, remember last time nope not doing that anymore i'm gonna lean in closer Here's a, you know, give you a good example. Like this is kind of putting my dirty laundry out there, but, um, my wife, I got frustrated with something yesterday. I caught myself and I went outside. And by the way, I was acting like a baby also. Don't think this is anything great and noble. I went outside and I got the armor all and a rag and I cleaned my wife's car. And I threw away all the trash. And she's got two kids that she's traveling. I mean, our two kids that she travels all over the place with. It was full of all kinds. Of, I cleaned the car. And then I took it and went and picked my son up. And then we went and got her gas. And I intentionally got the expensive gas. I don't even know why. It just made me feel like I'm giving her the best I can. So that she came in today, got out in her car, and it was clean. It was all armor alled up. And it was full of gas for the week. And by the time I got done, my little... Hissy fit, whiny babiness was completely gone. Mm -hmm. And it's because I took a knee. I chose service instead of power. I chose service instead of being right. And I couldn't think my way there. I had to go act. I had to go do something nice. See what I'm saying? Like you had to make a choice. I don't want to carry this crap anymore. But that is going to leave you feeling exposed as exposed as the day you left that house because your husband wouldn't intervene with his dad. And that's the path. Okay. (laughs) You're like, wow, that sucks.
3: (laughs) No, I mean, I I just, it's like, what are like, what are practical actions in the moment? Right.
0: In the moment, walk away, walk away In, in the moment or before the moment, by the way, if you get to the moment, it's too late. Yeah. So y'all come up with a a hand sign or some sort of phrase, a safe word, if you will. And when you find yourself getting enraged, you say, take five and you walk away. And if y'all have gone to lunch or breakfast and on a Saturday morning when you're actually together and you say, I'm trying to break this habit of getting mad. And every time I feel like I need to tell you my needs, I remember this, all this stuff from our past. And so I just get angry. And I'm trying to stop that. So in the heat of the moment, I'm going to raise my hand and just like do a number, like make a five or I'm going to fist bump you. And when I do that, Mm -hmm. don't take that as rejection. Take that as me getting overwhelmed and me taking control back over my emotions. Also journaling every single day of your life. That sounds all woo, woo, but what it serves is a pressure release valve. Yeah. You let it build and you let it build, you let it build, and then you explode. The third thing is, is a weekly, every Sunday night or Saturday night, y'all have 15 or 20 minutes to go over calendar, go over your budget, and look each other in the eye and say, How can I love you this week? And if you do those, all these things upriver, then when something blows up, it's not there to come out. Does that make sense?
3: Yes.
0: You're like yeah.
3: I've asked for check-ins. I've asked for check-ins,
0: and you're not getting them. I've gotten
3: away. uh, uh, I mean, um, well, we're starting. We're working on it. Um, The journaling, I've I've gotten away from, and I want to start again. And
0: okay, um, Bailey, when you listen to this callback, I want you to pay attention to one important thing you have completely divorced yourself from yourself. Journaling didn't just escape from you. You quit doing it. Yeah. Being, yeah, that's
3: right.
0: Being angry every time you feel like you need to say something, isn't your body, um, isn't like a demon landing on your shoulder. You get mad and you feel powerful in that anger and you keep it for a second. You ask your husband for something and he just looks at you and goes, I'm not doing that. And you have to live in that guilt and in that grief that your partner won't join you in something that you have said is important. Right. You have to get back to, I, I own how I feel. I own the things that I do. And I'm not going to outsource these to other people. And for everybody listening, if you wait until the moment to come up with an anger exercise, you're just way too late, way too late. Anger points us in the direction of something we care about. And my guess, Bailey, is that you care so much about this marriage and there's probably, just because I've done this a long time, I may be wrong, there's probably some stuff that is on the table that is deeper seated here with you and your husband. There's conversations that you need to have that you haven't had yet. Maybe it's about work. Maybe it's about fidelity. Maybe it's about your romantic relationship. Maybe it's about kids. Maybe it's about any number of things. Maybe it's about all the way back to that situation with his family. When it came down to it, you weren't there for me. Maybe that's it. But your body is telling you every time you need something, he's not going to be there. And that's where you got to address it. The anger is your body trying to get your attention. And that's a good thing. So trying to duct tape over that is not helpful. Going way upstream so that you get the things that your body needs, like connection, like connectivity, like being on the same page, like a unified purpose, like romance and intimacy, all those things upstream, so that, financial security, so that, when you need to say your needs out loud, you just say your needs out loud. But that's that's ownership of your actions. That's ownership of what comes next. That's you writing down in a journal, here's what I need. And I'm just going to, practice it. And when I feel myself getting mad, whoop, stop. I'm going to take a break because I'm getting mad. You're not doing anything. I'm choosing to get mad. My body's choosing anger. And I don't know why, but it is. And so I'm going to take a break until I come back. And then we'll start over again. We'll, then we'll start over again. you got to practice it. But anybody telling you on the internet some sort of snake oil salesman telling you, this is the five steps to feel stupid. It's dumb. You're talking about reimagining your marriage. you get as far upriver as you can. You can do it. We'll be right back. One of the most common questions I get on my show is how do you get something off your chest? Maybe it's a deep secret that you've never told anyone, or maybe it's something that happened to you. Or maybe it's something you've done and you're deeply ashamed about it. You're worried because you know bringing this to light is going to cause disruption in every part of your life. All of us, every single one of us have things both big and small that we need to get off our chest from time to time. And I say this always, secrets will kill you, but it's often so hard to know where to start or even how to say these things. Therapy is a safe and effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say scary and hard things out loud and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have personally been blessed to have a great therapist who I can talk to and who helps me get these heavy things off my chest and figure out what to do next. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time and it doesn't cost any extra money. Listen, it's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. All right, we're back. Let's go out to North Carolina and talk to the great and wonderful Jackie. What's up, Jackie?
4: Hi, Dr. John.
0: Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for calling. What's up?
4: Yeah. Um, so my husband and I, we have been married 19 years um, high school sweethearts Rose. we have five kids together <laughs> um, but last week he revealed to me that about 15 years ago when he was in the military that he had cheated on me numerous times Ugh. during his first two deployments overseas and um, thinking back to that time, I mean, we were having issues, um, and someone had actually came to me and said that he had cheated on me. Um, I confronted him then about it and he looked me dead in the eye and was like, no, that's not true. Um, and I believed him, you know, because I, I thought I knew him. I thought he was a man of integrity and, um, but yeah, so, I'm, I feel like I'm at a crossroads. I can either choose to leave and I know what that looks like. Um, or I can choose to forgive him and, you know, try to rebuild. And that's, I I don't know what that looks like. I don't, if, if that's something I do choose, I don't know how to do that.
0: Oh man. I'm sorry this happened. Yeah, thank you. It's like buying a house and you realize 15 years later they didn't put in a sewer <laughs> pipe or something, right? And you're like, right, I mean, that's just right, been going in the yeah. backyard? Like, yep. Yeah,
4: yeah. I feel, yeah, it, I feel deceived Um. Well, for, you know, so many years. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's not a feeling. That's a fact. That happened.
4: Yeah, right. right you were. Right.
0: And then if you're like me, I'm wondering, well, what else did you not tell me?
4: Exactly. Yes. And I, I did ask him that. I was, you know, is there anything else that you need to tell me? Like this is the time. Just get it all out. But um, that's like you're he... asking
0: you're asking a liar to tell you the truth now, right? <laughs>
4: exactly. Yes. Yeah.
0: And of course he said, no, 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 not at all.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh, gross. <laughs> so
4: I'm very remorseful about it. Um, but that doesn't, you know, change the fact that I'm hurt and betrayed and I just feel like our whole majority of our marriage is a lie. Like none of it was real.
0: And that I think is something to be careful of because that's not true. Okay. Okay. The picture you had is different. Right. But he did show up when your mom got sick.
4: Okay.
0: He did come to the hospital five times. Right. 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 He did fill in the blank. So those things are all true and they're all real. And so burning the whole thing to the ground, everything's a lie. It's not. Those things actually happened because you were there and you saw it. You witnessed it. And he did look you dead in the eye and say, I promise you. And he lied. Mm -hmm. Both are true. And so kind of like, I think there's going to be a lot of both ends moving forward and your temptation is going to be to go to absolutes. There's a ton of both ends moving forward. Okay. So mm-hmm. this I I I I don't have I don't have an easy answer for you, okay? Um okay. this came up a lot in 2018 and 2019. Okay. When the Me Too st- stuff happened. And people who were married had two or three kids together, were loved their husband. He was a great husband. He did all the right things. And then it was like Wait a minute, back in college you that was sexual assault right or you raped me back like you got me all drunk and wait a minute, right and so there was this all of a sudden this this thing dropped in the middle of people's homes, which is who you are right this second and my God, you would have gone to jail if you had done what you did back then now, right I, and I I I don't know that there's another path other than this. Um, and if, if anyone's got some wisdom, reach out to me on on Instagram. You can just DM me if you're a therapist and you've got some, a different path. But you have a choice to make.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's very binary. I leave or I stay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I leave. I'm a single mom with five kids. And we figure yeah. out what that looks like.
4: Right. right.
0: I stay Everything is new. That's it. And if I stay, I am making the choice to work as hard as bloody hell as I can. To incorporate that, not forget it, you can never forget it, but to incorporate right. what happened into our marriage and move forward. Because if you choose to stay and choose to put that in uh, that arrow in your quiver to shoot him whenever he's late to something or whatever he whatever, then the whole thing burns down.
4: Right. Yeah. That's, I definitely don't want to Yeah, participate in that or, you know, be passive aggressive towards him or, you know, constantly throw it in his face when he does something, you know,
0: wrong. Can I tell you Um, what I'm hearing on you? And you can tell me if I'm crazy. Okay. I hear that you want to stay, but you want to want to leave.
4: Yes. (laughs) I've always, I've, I've always been that, that person that was like, I would never, if, you know, if, my husband ever cheated on me, like that would be it. Like there wouldn't, I would walk away. And now it's, and, and if he were to do this last week, like if he would have cheated on me last week or a month ago, I feel like it would be so much easier to
0: walk away. You'd be in the same spot you're in right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it so cool to be so tough. It's like the person without kids <sighs> are like, if I had kids, I would, <laughs> oh, you don't know. Right. I mean, we right. all have these proclamations till they happen.
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. A and so and then, I want you yeah. to
0: trust Jackie, not this macho image of Jackie that you were projecting to the world. Okay. And you're going to probably vacillate. And there's going to be days that you really wake up and the sun is shining and you're making breakfast and he comes in and you lean in. And there's okay. going to be times you pick up a dirty shirt and you are overcome with rage, right? Okay, right, yeah. There's going to be days you want to sit down across the table and say, "I want to hear about every single girl, what she looked like, what her name was, where y'all were." Yeah. There's oh, going to be
4: no. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want that. Yeah, you, you, not I yet. I don't want that. That day
0: will come. Not yet, but I promise you, it'll come. And there's going to be okay. days when you just want to say, "Hey, that was 15 years ago. We're mm-hmm. different. We got five kids. We have our home here in the states. We're moving on." And right. the challenge is, is going to be sitting down with a, an architect, in your case, a marriage counselor mm-hmm. and y'all designing and building what's going to come because your marriage as you knew it is over.
4: Right. Right.
0: And you all have to decide, are we going to build something new? And by the way, he has to be in and on it too.
4: Yeah. No, he's fully committed. I mean, no, he
0: thinks he is. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks
4: he yeah. is right. right. Yeah. How can I trust that? I don't know. Yeah.
0: He just rolled the stone away and the dragon just came out. So he thinks he's all in. He doesn't fully know yet.
4: True.
0: What, what brought this out? What brought the story?
4: Um, so we, we've just been like, just sharing things, um, <laughs> with each other, just kind of like self, just like self-reflecting. And you know, there, we, we had some really bad times, um, kind of early on in our marriage and just talking about like how we got over that and, you know, um, drinking was involved on his part. And, um, I had shared that I had felt like maybe he did something because I always felt like when we were around people, there were whispers. I felt like they were, they were talking about me.
0: Oh, some, some of his, some of his combat buddies knew.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. So. And nobody told me, well, I mean, one person did, but they weren't close. So I, you know, just kind of took them at face value. And And do you see
0: that, that, that that's where you're going to have to go because that's not just betrayal 15 years ago.
4: Yeah.
0: That is, you made me the laughingstock.
4: Right. Oh yeah. No, I told him how foolish I must've looked. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 (sighs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. And there's that other voice that was like, Oh my gosh, it was 15 years ago.
4: Like, yeah, that. Yeah, you know who I
0: was 15 yeah. years ago? An idiot.
4: Yeah, exactly. We were we were definitely different people then. I mean, that doesn't excuse the fact. No, it doesn't, doesn't excuse it. You know, an, you know yeah, but yeah. It, we were, you know, we were we were different people then. We've definitely grown and matured together. Um, but yeah, it it still hurts a lot.
0: Well, yeah. So I guess the best I could tell you is this. Um. I would make a decision and it sounds like okay. I know what your decision is but I would make a decision that I'm at least interested in meeting with an architect or not. Okay. If you're done, you're done. If you're right. out, you're out. Right. Right. I don't want to hear that on you at all.
4: No. No, I don't think
0: so. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, you have to get let Jackie off the hook. Jackie is not weak. Jackie is not a coward. Jackie is not a wimp. Jackie is not a pushover for staying. Jackie's very strong.
4: Yeah. And that's something I've always kind of prided myself on is, you know, I'm strong. I'm independent, especially, you know, when he was in the military and he was gone, you know, I was holding things down.
0: And you know how much infidelity runs in in those circles. And you weren't going to be that woman. Here we are.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: in the same way that you are trying to work through the man he was 15 years ago, also work through this imaginary, you know, pseudo wonder woman that you'd created. That wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's in the past. Okay. Let that ride. Yeah. This is Jackie okay. right now facing reality. I've got five kids. I love this man. I love who he be- has become. I love the husband he is and God, I want to kill him for what he did 15 years ago. Yeah. And for the subsequent lie that, that rippled yeah. through our marriage for the last 20 years.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Bo- both are true.
4: Okay.
0: Yeah. And I ugh. sometimes speaking is very hard. And I I it can be a moral issue, it can be a cowardice issue, whatever. I tend to think of it as a tools issue, and that's probably me being soft on people, but such it is. Um he may not know or have the ability to sit in a room and hurt somebody like he hurt you again.
3: Mhm.
0: But he might be able to write it down. Okay. And so I would ask him, I want you to spend some time writing out, preference be handwritten but you can type it if you'd like. Anything else I need to know? Cuz you embarrassed me.
1: Yeah. And you for broke, sure. and you broke my heart. Yeah.
0: And I know it's not, but it feels like my entire life is built on a lie. And so I need you to write out for me, type it out for me. What else do I need to know? If anything else, any other cheating, any other office romances, any other shirtless photos you sent to somebody, I, I need to know mm-hmm. every bit of it mm-hmm. and write it out. And then write me the letter and I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to decide what's next. Okay. And I'm kind of 50-50 right now, if I'm super honest with you.
4: Okay.
0: I've got buddies in the military, and I've worked with enough folks in the military that things happen overseas, then people come back, and it's it's a hard toggle because I'm not there. Right? Right.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, for sure. No
0: excuses, but.
4: Right.
0: And the other 50% is, that's just people who cheat are people who cheat. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You're either a cheater or not. Right. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like I've got, um, And then
0: if you read that letter and you say, I've made an appointment, you need to be there. And we're going to go figure it out. And I think you tell the counselor what you just told me. I found out of some pretty, um, insidious infidelity, multiple women, Mm -hmm. um, over several deployments. And then here we are Mm -hmm. and we need to figure out how to build Mm -hmm. something new. And expect yourself to feel schizophrenic. Okay. Yeah. I mean I already do. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but but people are caught off guard by how weirdly turned on they feel in certain moments. Okay. And then how weirdly turned off they are in certain moments.
4: Okay. All right. That's good to know that what I'm feeling is normal.
0: Okay. What's so okay,
4: happening right now? Do you
0: mind just getting weird for a second? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I, this is like a this is like a teaching for people listening, okay? Okay. There's a very weird, oh, I'll show him in a very erotic way sometimes. Okay. Fair or not fair? Fair. Okay. Yeah. And then you get really pissed at that you feel like that. And then there is also like I will never sleep with that man again until the end of time. And then I'm going to add a year to that. Right. Yes. And then you're overcome by this is happening right now. Right. And it's this toggle and you don't know who you are anymore.
4: Yeah, that's, that is all true. (laughs) And That's exactly. Yeah. That's what I've been experiencing this past week.
0: Okay. And you feel super close that he told you this deep, dark secret, yep. and it was romantic. And by the way, you asked for it, and yep. also, I want to kill you and bury you in the backyard, and I don't think they would ever find your body all at the same time. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah
4: it. it's yeah, it's very jarring,
0: okay. That's the foundation that's been cracked
1: mm-hmm.
0: So give yourself a lot of grace. Do a lot. Go get a special journal, okay. And just put the new twin towers, <laughs> you can call it whatever you want, but um, right, okay. give yourself permission to be like, oh my gosh, I haven't wanted to be with him sexually this bad in years. And then the very following hour, I will never. And then the very following hour, I've never been this mad. And the following hour, I miss him so bad. I wish him, wish he would just come home and hug me right now. I, keep record of those things because they're going to, they're going to, they're important for you to process as you move forward. That's grief what you're experiencing just that, Oh, that tidal wave for
4: for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: I hate that for you. I'm sorry, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. No,
4: thank you. Thank you for, for talking with me. This is, it's been really helpful.
0: Have you told any of your friends?
4: I have not told anybody. You're actually the first person that I've discussed this
1: with.
0: (laughs) All right. So, um, an earlier caller, unfortunately had a similar situation, but not really, but sort of, um, I think you're before you call a a counselor, Mm -hmm. after you sit with your husband and ask for that letter, I think you sit down with two or three women that you really trust, and you let them know. Okay. I think I would tell them, I'm not asking for y'all's wisdom right now. I just need to say this out loud to some people I trust that I know that will keep it quiet.
4: Right. Okay. And there's something about
0: saying it out loud that takes it from being surreal to this is happening to me right now. Yes. Yeah. Is that fair?
4: That's fair.
0: Yeah. And Jackie, one more thing. One yeah. more thing. Ah! Okay. <laughs> I want you to put a very dramatic, in concrete, in stone, not even in concrete, in stone, this moment that you're feeling right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. You have a default setting that rolls off to, uh-huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> Whenever you feel uncomfortable, you roll into it. Let's just move on. If you bury this, it will come back and destroy right.
4: you. no i i I know that, yeah,
0: I know you know it, but you <laughs> I'm trying to you have to know it enough to do something about it. I know okay. my gummy candies will kill me, man, it's like ah, that's all right that's that's a problem for future, John. This is a problem for right now, Jackie, okay, yeah, cool,
4: yep.
0: 'Cause I can hear yeah. you doing it to me. <laughs>
4: going, all right. right, all right yeah, cool. no, no. No, no.
0: I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm in very intimate space with you right now and I get that. But I want you just to be cautious. When you people ask me, like, what do you mean by awareness and curiosity? This is it right here. When you feel your body start to go, Okay, cool, all right, cool, 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 cool that's when you go, Nope, my body's trying to run. We're not gonna run this time. We're standing yeah. firm. Yeah. So I have to get used to
4: being uncomfortable Uncomfortable and
0: that is the next little while of your life
4: yeah fair yeah that's
1: fair
0: yeah I'm so sorry this happened I'm so sorry this happened and I'm so grateful for you being brave because because of your bravery this conversation is going to help a whole bunch of people and to feel a little bit less nuts just crazy when these things happen just it completely unspools people And so um, thank you for being brave. I'm really grateful for you. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? Deloney here. Listen, you and me and everybody else on the planet has felt anxious or burned out or chronically stressed at some point. In my new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, you'll learn the six daily choices that you can make to get rid of your anxious feelings and be able to better respond to whatever life throws at you so you can build a more peaceful, non-anxious life. Get your copy today at johndeloney.com. All right, as we wrap up today's show, it's time for Am I the Problem? It's me. That's not really the melody of that, but all right, Jenna, let's do this. Kelly's out of town or Kelly's not here. She's not
2: feeling well. Not feeling well,
0: that's right, same thing. I'm
2: going to fill in for her, so here we go. Here's this one, um, came from somebody who she said, am I the jerk? A neighbor left a beer on my doorstep for me to find when I came home from work one night. The neighbor already knew I do not drink. Bringing it it in my house temporarily felt like it changed the environment. I decided to give it back to them the next day before I left for work. I left it on their step as they were not around. My friend thinks I was rude to give it back and should have handled it differently. Am I the jerk?
0: I don't even understand that at all.
2: Okay, so here's my thought on this. So she she doesn't drink. Uh-huh. The neighbor brought her a beer and put it on her doorstep, I guess.
0: It, I'm assuming the neighbor knows she doesn't drink. Yes, she said
2: they, they don't know.
0: And However. Were they just trying to like.
2: Maybe just be friendly. Like, hey, here's a beer on your doorstep. Just throw it and away. And maybe they forgot too. Just throw it away. That you said that. That's what I thought too.
0: Just pour it out the sink and throw it away. Or throw, take it in the trash can.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, it's not like she threw it. At her yeah. neighbor's house, she there's just no put it j- back on the doorstep. Yeah, there's
0: no jerk move here. There's there's mature and immature.
2: Yeah, no communication. Yeah, no one has talked to anybody. You've just been moving a beer,
0: right? And it's two people now starting to gin up stories in each other's heads. Exactly. Like, nobody's got time for that. Right. So like, no, I don't think anybody's a jerk here. If you smash their car with it right. or threw it through their window, yeah, that would be on right. you. Um, or if they like, I don't know, knew you were a recovering alcoholic and like they. This just sounds like you...
2: Yeah, because I don't know what their reasoning is for not drinking. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe the the neighbor forgot and thought they were just doing a fun thing and put beers on everybody's doorstep. You know?
0: They got different friends than I have. But, yeah, at the end of the day, if somebody puts something on your doorstep you don't like, just throw it in the trash and move on with your life. And if they say, like, uh, did you like the beer? You say, no, I don't drink. You know I don't drink. I threw it away. And, (laughs) I mean... Ta-da! America, our problems are so solvable. We can solve them all. All of them. My God. We can solve them all. And that's what we're doing right here. See you soon. Love you all. Bye.